is get valiant. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Get Valiant. It's a special Get Valiant because it's not just Get Valiant. There is um, my co-host, as always, Eric, is here. Josh Hello. didn't make it today, but Eric, thank you for making it on, man. Yeah, glad to be here. Super stoked to talk about this. Me too, man. I'm super stoked for many of reasons, right? Number one, a great yeah. book, but we also have some friends. It's always nice to hang out with friends. It's always nice. First up, we got Martin from Valiant Central. What's up, Martin? Hello. What's up? Man, it's uh, it's a beautiful new comic book day. Is what's up? It sure yeah. is. Yep. And then, uh, you know, as well as Martin, you think that, that that would just be enough, right? You know, most of the time it is, but nah. not to celebrate this. We also got a uh, another friend of ours. He, uh, he does his own show as well, one of one of two. It's uh, Nick from Valiant Watch. Nick. Hey, super stoked to be here, ready to talk about Shadow Man. Glad yes. to have you here, Nick. Yeah. But, you know, Valiant Watch has a two-party show, right? There's usually another guy on board, and that's Ken. Ken. What up? What up? I hope you guys are ready to talk some Shadow Man. Oh, Absolutely. I'm excited. <laughs> not going to lie. I'm like, Dude, I'm very hyped right now. It is. We have to be hyped about this show just because, I mean, it is, you know, Shadow Man. I mean. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Yes. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones that uh, has been around that we've been all ready for, and it's what we're looking for. Um, and then everybody in the chat, thank you for jumping on. We appreciate it. You guys rock. You guys are a big part of the show. Um, but we also wanted to celebrate having one more special person on here. Give me a second. I got to work this computer. And I apologize, guys. I'm out on like a road trip vacation with the family, and so things are a little weird right now with this and i might have a little technical difficulty so you guys keep talking without me <laughs> well i'm glad that we're finally here um we've been seeing art and previews and um little tidbits about shadow man for a long time now and it's um finally finally here we're finally getting to read the first issue um obviously we'll dive into it as we can but um i think i can speak for a lot of valiant fans and say that this is um, yeah. A huge moment for us, finally getting this character back and getting to see um, the work that this creative team has put into this book. Yeah, I know everybody's yes. pumped up about Shadow Man for sure. It's just curious, you know, who did you guys have as your like, you know, who did you want to be on the creative team? Who was like your go-to's? Not gonna Not lie, gonna these, lie two. these two. <laughs> yeah, I honestly couldn't think of a better pair. I mean, when you're relaunching, you got you got to bring that A game. So, you guys, uh, oh, you guys said it because you knew he was right there. Come on, <laughs> thanks for having it, man. What were they supposed to say? Anybody else? No. <laughs> no, we're so much about this. Is, um, um, you know, Colin did the Punk Mambo book that was amazing, and then now coming into this, like this is such a great transition and. I think this is another awesome character to tackle. And I mean, not to typecast Cullen, but when you think horror comics, who better to write them than Cullen? So, yeah, that's what I've always felt like. But yeah. <laughs> yes, oh. and, and thank you for joining on with this show, man. We appreciate it. And uh, you know, I think all of us have had the chance to read this book like a month or two ago, and we've been amped. So I know we've kind of talked on the back webs a little bit on it and uh extremely amped for it so it is uh guys we would have said everything we're gonna say if colin was not on the show so it's not just kind of <laughs> building up his head you know we we appreciate his work so yeah so how how did this story how did how did you guys come about this creative team i think it was with heather antos as well how did you guys all get put together um well heather and i have known each other for a long time she was uh, one of my editors at marvel uh, for for several years, and uh, we had always been trying to put together a, a horror book at Marvel, and for whatever reason, we just couldn't make it happen. We just couldn't get the team to to, to bite on it. Um, and then she moved on to other you know other other ventures, and eventually that brought her to Valiant. And pretty much from the time she started at Valiant, she contacted me and said. Hey, remember how we always talked about doing a horror book together? Now's our chance. And uh, and she asked what I would do with uh, 
with Shadow Man as a character, and uh, I, I put a pitch together and sent it in. And uh, there's a line in the pitch, at least according to Heather, there's a, there was there's one line in the pitch that I mean that really sold Valiant on doing the book. Uh, and I won't tell you what that line is because it shows up in issue three. Uh, so there's the game is, can you figure out what that line is when you, when we get to issue three? That's the important question. What do I win if I figure it out? <laughs> I, I, I respect. That's awesome. And, and, you know, I guess with, with Heather leaving though, is, is it still set to be a long run? What are we looking for as far as run goes? Uh, now that kind of editor editor stepped away. Yeah, I mean, the Valiant's still behind the book. We're working on uh, working on new issues now, so uh, you know it's uh, it's it's going forward. You know what? I, everybody always asks, you know, is this a mini series? Is it an ongoing series? For every book you do, and the answer really is the truth of it is every book's a mini series unless people get behind it and buy the books. Uh, so uh, I would I would stick with Shadow Man and write Shadow Man uh, for years and years. If, if given the opportunity, uh, but, uh, you know, it all depends. Yeah. I mean, I, I have definitely have an initial, uh, you know, an initial run in mind, but I've already started figuring out what's the next, you know, what's the next big run after that. That's great to hear. That's great to hear that you're thinking ahead and, and that you're you know willing to keep going on it because I think all of us fans really want to see a long run. I mean, um, you know, this first issue was a great start, I think. And, you know, I definitely would be happy to see this continue. Um, you know, I thought it was really cool that we got um, Baron Fametti in this first issue. He's a character who has had a lot of history with Shadow Man. Um, seeing him pop up and uh, kind of be almost like an informant, like almost a sidekick. Um, I thought that was a really cool uh, way to use the character. And I hope that um, as the run goes on, hopefully for a long time, we get to see more of the um, characters that... Uh, and of course, new characters, but also for more of the characters that um, Shadow Man has worked with in the past show up. Yeah, no, uh, the definitely the first four issues, especially, you're not going to see many backup characters be, beyond the Baron uh, in those first four issues. But I can tell you that going into the second arc, the, the next four issues, there are absolutely some other valiant characters who are going to be showing up, uh, some. Uh, some fan favorite villains of for Shadow Man showing up, uh, so there's lots of there's lots of interesting stuff on the way, um, but uh, but even when those characters show up, I think that it will be in in ways you don't necessarily expect. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Absolutely. It, you know, one thing with Punk Mambo that I was really, you know, not critical on, but I was, I was hyper-focused on because I've gone to Port-au-Prince probably 15 times um, and got really around in the voodoo was the great job of really, you know, putting out that voodoo vibe that happened in that. And uh, I'm just curious on like kind of like your what you've studied, what you pulled up on that to uh, to have that. I mean, obviously, Baron Samedi is rich with voodoo uh, lore and uh, where you go from there. Well, you know, it's it, it it's a uh, it's tough in terms of researching. I mean, I did a lot of research on it. I pulled a lot from research I've done in the past for other projects I've worked on and things like that. But uh, but I you know I dug in uh, quite a bit and did you know to, I wanted it to feel authentic, but it had to feel authentic within the Valiant universe, which you know is a superhero universe. So that's gonna mm -hmm. it's gonna change the tone of that uh, a little bit. But uh, but yeah, I, I did uh, I did my fair share, um, and you know it's also nice that uh, that Valiant has like uh, lots of documentation on their supernatural side that they were able to uh, to to give me you know to 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 act sort of like a, a springboard for what to, you know what's to come. I'm actually I'm curious going along with that how much uh, of your work on Bone Parish uh, influenced some of what you have here because it's kind mm -hmm. of in a similar setting. Well, yeah, uh, Bone Parish obviously, you know, is, is heavy duty uh, New Orleans, and it was, uh, you know, it was everything was, you know, baked in New Orleans in Bone Parish, and and that that influenced probably uh, Punk Mambo maybe a little more than than even than even Shadow Man, um, because as much as I loved New Orleans as a setting, 
something I wanted to do that's different with this run on Shadow Man is he's not going to be in New Orleans every issue. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, he's in different locations every issue of the series. You're going to see him in some different place. It's going to be uh, his influence is, is is spreading. He's going to be doing a lot more globe hopping. Uh, New Orleans will play a you know will play a role in it. Has to. It's Shadow Man, but uh, but you're going to see him in some very different uh, places all over the world. I'm so excited, I'm excited to see that. that. I think Shadow Man to kind of expand like that. I want to dive into the horror elements. I know you were introduced as a master of horror with the announcement of this book, but John Davis Hunt is really pulling through with some horrifying artwork and design work. So what has the collaboration process been like in really bringing horror to the forefront with John Davis and, and the rest of the team as well? Well, you know, he's such a great artist anyway. And if you're familiar with his stuff that he's done in the past, I mean, he's, he's obviously got horror chops to do this kind of book. And uh, and the collaboration's awesome. I I typically, you know, my, my scripts, uh, I give enough information that the artist, uh, you know, the artist knows kind of what I have in mind and but can then take it and do whatever whatever they need to do to really bring it to life. And there are a lot of uh, a lot of creepy uh, creatures in this series, and uh, and and John just does such a great job with it. One of my favorites that comes up in issue two. I just love this this creature he designed because as I was writing it, I was like, "This is going to be the most ridiculous thing ever." Let's see if you can pull this off. And uh, it was almost like a challenge to him, but uh, but it's really a it's really a he just did such a great job. And not just the creatures. There's some some new characters who are going to be showing up uh, and playing a much bigger role in, in Shadow Man and in Valiant. And, and he's done such a terrific job of designing those those uh, characters. Oh. One, one thing I wanted to ask you about, um, speaking of like design and just the general feel, uh, and also we were just talking about like your influences going into this, this this particular Shadow Man has a very similar vibe to like the like classic like '90s, very like jazz smooth. Even with like the gore and the violence and everything else, you know what I mean? Like it's got like that classic feel, like modernized. Like you could almost just take this and put it at the end of the original from you know like '95. Uh, was that like intentional? Like did you draw on that run in particular, or was it like a little bit of each Shadow Man leading up to it? Like. How did, how did that come about? I feel like it's a little bit of, of all Shadow Man stories, although uh, I absolutely drew inspiration from some of those sort of occult occult investigator and cult occult hero stories from the 90s. Um, that, you know, those stories just meant a lot to me from, from at the time I was reading them and they've stuck with me all these years. Um, so I, I absolutely drew some inspiration from from those stories. But I, as far as Shadow Man goes, I wanted it to feel uh, I wanted it to just be true to Shadow Man. I, it's, a, it's a little bit different. I felt like I had a, I had a good opportunity to do some things different because his his uh, his connection to the Shadow Loa changed and, and his powers are expanding. So that gave us a, a chance to do something uh, new or to kind of to kind of introduce some new take on the character. But I wanted uh, everything that's come before to still uh, to still matter. That's yeah. awesome. And then in the chat, thank you, Nicholas Brush, for the uh, the the chat money, whatever you want to call it. But he has a question: Is you know, is Shadow Man a good starting point? And I think that leads right into that question that Ken had about you know being good to the continuity, but also being a great place to jump on if this is the first time getting in, taken in Shadow Man. Yeah, I I think it is. I mean, that's what the readers are going to, you know, my goal with it was that it would be an easy intro to the character. If you've never read Shadow Man before, you could pick this up and you know who Shadow Man is. You might not know all the ins and outs of the character right away, uh, but you know enough to enjoy that story from the, you know, from the, from the jump. So, uh, so that's, that was my goal with it. And really that's my goal with every issue of this series. Uh, If someone picks up issue three or issue four for the first, that's the first issue of Shadow Man they read, I don't want them to be lost. I want them to understand what's going on and get a good feel for who this character is. Yeah, I think that's something that I noticed personally was that balance between trying to take the character in a fresh new direction while also paying homage to what's come before and paying attention to the continuity, which I think is something that 
a lot of us love about Valiant is the the sense of continuity, the sense of the shared universe. Um, and yeah, I mean that's the beauty of a shared universe, right? You you know, I don't want to jump into a shared universe and just ignore everything that came before. That you know, it's uh, that's that's to me that's not that's not what makes writing a character like this fun. You know, if, you know, it, it, part of the fun is you're playing in in a bigger world and the events that uh, you know the fall of this character can have ramifications in the rest of the universe. Yeah. And I mean, that's the hope, right? I mean, for us as fans is to see like, you know, um, if we're really enjoying a series like Shadow Man is going really well, we want to see, you know, how that's impacting the other characters and the rest of the universe. I think that's really exciting for a lot of us as fans. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think there's some there's some stuff coming up. There's some big there's some big, big events in this series that I think can have uh, can really play a role in Valiant as a whole. That, that's always great, especially with the shared universe of Valiant. When it's running on all center, all all cylinders, it's synergy, right? They're, every book's helping sell every book by the the way they're working together in and out and weaving. Um, I'm hoping that kind of kind of goes more into that. Um, and was that talked a lot about within uh, the building of this um, run that we're going to be having here? <laughs> I talked a lot about it. You know, I have a you know I have a lot of a lot of big dreams for for the supernatural side of Valiant and for for Shadow Man and how that will, uh, you know, how Shadow Man can you know kind of step to the forefront a little bit. Um, so uh, so I definitely have uh, have been uh, rattling that cage a little bit. Nice. And so I want to ask everybody here that's in this chat favorite moment of issue number one. Kind of throwing that out there to all you guys. What was your favorite was your moment of number one? I can I can definitely go first because it's when probably one of the more grotesque moments when you get the person walking out and they just explode and all the bugs and like green goo and blood and everything goes away. it's so gory and that was the moment where I was like this is a real horror book and I'm so here for it. That was an amazing moment. Yeah, it was so gross. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> gross and amazing. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite thing from the issue was the interplay between um, Jack and Baron Samedi because the Baron is always such an enigmatic character. You never really know what you're going to get from him and how he's like how he's going to try to steer Jack because he usually um, has an ulterior motive to anything that he's doing. So I was really I really enjoyed the the interactions between the two of them, and I looked forward to seeing how that kind of plays out and whether there is, you know, um, something else going on that um, the Baron isn't telling Jack about. Yeah, and I can tell you this, that G that John Davis Hunt can draw a conversation <laughs> between the Baron and, and Shadow Man. I mean, there's some, there's conversations in the, in the, in upcoming issues that I just smile at because he puts so much energy into having these two talk. Uh, and it's really great. What about you, Martin and Ken? All right, I have two uh, go ahead, Ken. Go ahead. All right. So the first one, um, I'm I'm super pumped to see Shadow Man exploring like more new powers and stuff, and like the uh, the scythe like extending kind of like Ivy from Soul Calibur. You know what I mean? Like that was just fuck wild. But the other thing, and this is kind of more of like a just like a character theme, I, I guess that you could say, is the confidence. Like when Jack first shows up and he just handles dude, slices his throat, and he's like, you know, I could have helped you if you weren't out killing innocent people, but it's, you got to go now. Like that's just how it is, homie. Sorry about your luck, but yep. that's that's been missing from Shadow Man. We've seen him like, oh, what was me? The lowest sucks. You know what I mean? But this is like, I'm Shadow, and it's like, yes, that's what I've been waiting for for so long. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. I was like, oh, I was like a kid on Christmas. You know, I. I I loved it, man. So that's, that's those two things are probably the, the most uh, stand out aside from like the, the interaction with Baron Samedi. Great call, but great call, Martin. What about yeah, you? My uh, my oh. moments are actually a little bit smaller than than yours. I think uh, you know I agree with Ken. I love the confidence because Jack seems to have been kind of uh, emo Jack for a little while, and so I like to to see him bring back the the badassness. Uh, but some of my favorite things were just the 
you know, I've been reading Valiant for 30 years, right? So I always look for references to other things in other comics. And, you know, I think it was Nick that mentioned the, the original Shadow Man run. Um, you know, the, when I first read this issue, my initial reaction was, you know, this is the best Shadow Man since Bob Hall. And, and one thing that Bob Hall did really well was interweave a lot of the New Orleans culture, but then the musical culture as well. And there's a lot of little things that get dropped in this issue that reference the music, right, from, from the cover, right, where he's wearing <laughs> that crossroad blue shirt, uh, when the sax shows up, like all these things, like those little moments meant a lot more to me than any of the big, like, splashy stuff that was happening in the book. And I, I really appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was going to be right there with you on that, Martin. Was that sax reference? I was like, oh yes, we're 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 really digging into continuity. It's there, and it was fan service too. I mean, I I loved it. So all the ones that have been around Shadow Man forever. So well, it, buckle it, up, yeah. buckle up, music lovers, because I just wrote a big scene of Jack playing the saxophone. So <laughs> it's coming down the line. So right, that is definitely awesome. Oh man. Guys, well, I, actually, I had a question with regards to that, though. Uh, you know, Cullen, you're as, as a Southern man, you're you're very well steeped in in Southern culture, and I'm I'm curious how you're gonna play some of that into the the mythology, expanding the mythology of Shadow Man, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in terms of the music, right, with the blues and all that. But but I'm curious in general. Well, I think it's it's tough for me to to pull any one element out that I'm like, okay, I'm infusing this with you know, some part of the South, because I feel like almost everything I do that comes a little bit of that comes across no matter what. Um, but, uh, but I, I feel like, uh, Jack's personality to some degree is really, uh, I really, I'm, I'm trying to, to bring the Southern into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and look, I like heroes sometimes that are sort of emo when they come to their powers. I, like <laughs> I always have, you know, but uh, and, and I'm not saying that Jack won't be at some point emo when it comes to his powers in this uh, in this arc. But uh, but I remember, I think back when I was working in a comic shop back in the original days of the original of Valiant and I had a co-worker who would make fun of me for the books I liked. And he would make fun of some character. I won't even name the character because you guys might make fun of me. There's a character <laughs> I really liked that was coming out back in the day. And uh, and this coworker of mine would always say, oh, I hate that guy. He's always like, oh, my powers hurt. <laughs> my powers make me sad. And I keep that in mind when I'm writing a character. No matter what, I can't help but think I'm not writing that character. Am I? I'm not writing something that someone's going, oh, my powers hurt. <laughs> That's I think it's just a journey that we've seen Jack go on since um, he was reintroduced to the current Valiant universe and you know he's been through that stage and he's kind of and he went through the whole being the magpie and, and he's kind of come off the other side of that with more confidence and with more yeah. um, you know control over himself and his relationship to the Shadow Man Loa and like yeah I mean there were those moments like um, what Ken was talking about in the beginning of the book, and then that moment when he when he's going into the party, it was almost like a John Wick moment, was what it felt like to me when he takes out the, the security guards or whatever. That's like, my was- favorite moment, by the way. Even though I loved all the <laughs> horror stuff, my favorite moment in that issue is when he uh, when he's getting into the party and he's like, "Yeah, I don't need the shadow. I don't need the Loa for this. Let me just yeah, yeah, yeah." That was awesome when um, the way that was written with the um, like. I can bend shadows to my will, but I don't really need that right now. I'll just take that out of my hands. Like that was really cool, I thought. And that was something that I don't think we would have seen. Like, I don't think we could have gotten that from Jack in the previous runs that this character has seen in the current iteration of the Valiant Universe. And 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 even though it wouldn't have been it would have been out of place in the previous books, like he's come to a point now where it feels totally natural and right for him to be like that. So I feel like one thing I really liked about this issue was it, it felt like it was following the progression of the character that's been set up since he came back and Justin Jordan was writing it. Yeah, try, uh, definitely trying to, for, for sure. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, you know, I want this character to be uh, confident and, and to, to kind of have uh, to kind of have, to, he's got that, that power behind him. So he, he's confident because the stuff he's going to come up against is going to be extremely nasty. So, I mean, you know, it's, he's going to have some tough, tough challenges ahead for him. 
Nice. So cool. And one of our yeah, chats, like one of our chat, one of people in the chat had asked if we may be seeing Master Dark. It may be a massive crossover event that may bring Master Dark back to the shade. <laughs> Everybody wants this massive. Man. Everybody wants this massive crossover event. Um, <laughs> I, all I can say to Sean is, uh, "Wait and see, Sean. Wait and see." Perfect. That's that's a comic book fan's favorite answer. Wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just spoil it so you don't have to read yeah. it. <laughs> um, what do you guys got? Go ahead and feel, feel free to jump in. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to dig in a little bit into sort of the catalyst of what brings us this this Shadow Man series because he is still a superhero in the Valiant universe, even though it's a lot darker and a little bit different some, from some of the other titles. But there are breaches happening in the dead side, and something is getting to where it's going to pull Shadow Man outside of New Orleans and kind of put him in the position to be a superhero outside of the grotesque horrors that are happening. So could you talk a little bit about sort of that catalyst that's sending him off as a hero. <laughs> well, yeah. So the big, you know, the, the big thing that I can talk about is that there are these blights that are spreading out all over the world. And these blights uh, are caused, uh, it, they're thinnings there. It's a thinning between the veil between our world and the dead side. Uh, and they're caused by, uh, you know, acts of violence, acts of hatred, acts of sorrow, you know, events that are very sorrow, sorrowful, disasters. Um, everywhere those things happen, the, the veil between the worlds starts to thin and things from the dead side can bleed over into our world. Uh, because the only, the only person who really should be crossing back and forth between the dead side and our world is Shadow Man. But now with these blights starting to form, it's, uh, it's becoming more and more common. And uh, the one thing, you know, this is probably a spoiler. Uh, so if any of the Valiant people are listening, they don't, they don't get to, they can just mute, mute their mics, mute it for a second. Uh, the thing is, it, it seems like it's orchestrated, though. Uh, Shadow Man's going to start finding that these blights aren't necessarily random occurrences. There's the big spoiler for you. Oh, boy. That's juicy. <laughs> Yes, please, please have an Aerosmith cameo. They're blaming yeah. it on Steven Tyler. <laughs> oh, see, I knew someone from Valiant was going to be there. Yeah, Greg just had a heart attack. But <laughs> <laughs> um, That's really exciting. Just, um, I know, like I said before, kind of with the relationship between the Baron and Shadow Man, like I'm excited to see how it builds out and knowing that there's be this bigger story about these blights and what's behind it and and what's really going on that's really exciting because we get obviously the horror elements but knowing that there's that mystery element to it as well and saying like you know there's a something bigger at play here than than jack is going to be aware of at first um i'm really excited to see that play out like that's yeah, yeah it's a, as much as i want these issues to stand on their own and be individual stories there's a much bigger story at play and every issue you're going to get a little bit more about that bigger story. And then, uh, you know, it, it's obviously it's moving towards, you know, a big climax event or whatever, but, uh, but there's a, uh, there's some interesting stuff up ahead. And then I think Jay Rob is asking if we're going to see a specific monkey, maybe that may show <laughs> up. I know a lot of us enjoyed him during the, uh, um, Justin Jordan run. So, um, Jaunty. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to wait and see on that. Love it. <laughs> Perfect. Good. Good. We'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> you, Giant you, company you, crossover you, you, confirmed. Is it yeah? Nice. Fair, fair. Uh backline did say like several times when he came on that there was something coming. So is there any uh all right, hold on. How do I how do I how do I beg for spoilers without making it obvious? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll circle back to that. I'll circle back. To that. <laughs> circle way back. Cir <laughs> uh, um, is was there was there a favorite part of getting to work with this character for you? Was there is there anything that stands out to you like as like this is the best thing about getting to work on on Shadow Man? Well, you know it's a. Uh, 
it has always kind of surprised me that uh, none of the other shared universe folks have ever uh, called on me to write this kind of character. Uh, and, and really, as much as I like all the other stuff I've written for, for other publishers, uh, it's always kind of shocked me that they never wanted to, to, you know, to lean on me to write a character like this. Uh, you know, I got some of that with Punk Mambo. I was like, oh, okay, finally, someone's, you know, someone's letting me cut loose on this kind of character. Um, and then with Shadow Man, it's even more so because I think it, we're leaning even more into the the horror vibe and. Uh, every issue kind of touches on a different subgenre of horror, and there's different kinds of uh, of, uh, of weirdness surfacing up. So uh, it's just it's just a it's just fun to finally be writing this kind of character that is it. Like I said, is at play in a in a bigger universe. Um, but then, yeah, I love being able to uh, to just deal with different uh, different elements of horror and actually feel like uh, I'm contributing to this supernatural side. I mean, we're really, we're pulling in some, you know, we're, we are, I'm trying to, I'm circling around on that spoiler there. We're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to make some, uh, we're trying to shake things up a little bit. Good. I think that's awesome. Like, um, you know, like you kind of said, the great thing about being in a shared universe is getting to impact the wider universe. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, Shadow Man kind of has his place in this niche of the universe where, you know, it's the magical and, um, you know, voodoo and all that stuff. But um, obviously, if he's dealing with world changing events, you know, things that are taking place all around the world and have bigger implications, it would make sense for other characters to get involved and to notice what's going on. So um, that's really exciting to know that there is the possibility of seeing something like that down the road. Um, obviously, how it all plays out is for us yet to be determined, but um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that's really exciting as a fan. Awesome. I've got I a, I've got a non-horror question. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I mean, it's mildly related. I mean, you, you know, you're the horror guy, but uh, now you're in the Valiant universe and there's plenty of non-horror books. So if you had uh, to take a stab at another Valiant property that wasn't Mambo or Dr. Mirage or, or Shadow Man, who, uh, who would you pick? Um, so I, I go back and forth on this. I think Bloodshot sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I also like Ninja yeah. quite a bit, too. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, uh, it's just, I, I think I'd probably lean towards Bloodshot would be my first, sort of my first pick. Colin and Bloodshot confirmed. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> As Wait, a coming back after that. I didn't realize it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> now it's happening. Yep. No, I'm just trying to plant money. some seeds, you know. Here's the thing. I think, uh, you know, Valiant's always had some really talented writers. Yep. And, uh, and there was a period of time where we had like a core group of writers that were writing everything, right? So like when yeah. Matt was there and, and Venditti and all those guys. Um, and, you know, there's been people coming in and out of books. And I think for myself, and I'm sure I can speak for a lot of other Valiant fans, we'd love to see a core group of writers get involved in the universe and really shape it and make it something that we really want to see. You know, people that sure. are really passionate about the books. Uh, right. and, and you have a great passion for comics, right? So... Uh, that's kind of why I threw that out there. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. No, I, for me, I mean, if I'm dreamcasting right now, the, the, what comes to my mind is Dan Abnett and, and Colin. Like, I think you are both characters who've um, mm -hmm. shown an ability to come into the universe, respect what's come before, and also add your own flavor to it. And I think that's exactly what a lot of us want as Valiant fans. We want to see that respect for continuity while also moving it in fresh new directions. And, you know, having that take on, you know, like if someone like, you know, yourself and, and like Dan Abnett or somebody else, you know, were to each be writing a couple of books and moving the universe in a unified direction, I think that would be ideal. Did you hear that? That was the sound <laughs> of, of dozens of Valiant editors crying out in, in panic <laughs> at the idea of, a, uh, of, of trying to coordinate that kind of, uh, that kind of event. 
It's, I mean, look, it's, I, 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 I think uh, I love that kind of stuff. I, it is, it is absolutely a very difficult, uh, difficult job. It's hard to manage all those different moving pieces. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be, it would be very cool. It is a lot of work. Definitely. And talk a little bit about some of the moving pieces we've seen at Valiant and what it means for Shadow Man. Like we said at the beginning, uh, Heather was kind of some of the lead editor. We talked to her a little bit about what brought about Shadow Man at the uh, Valiant Watch channel and how it was always kind of like a no-brainer to bring horror into uh, Shadow Man. So what does it look like now with some moving pieces behind the scenes at Valiant and how does that impact your work on the series and what it might do moving forward? You know, I don't feel like uh, the direction that I had planned from the beginning isn't changing right now. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, we're already moving forward into, you know, into the issues I'm writing now. And uh, I don't feel, you know, every time there's, you know, every time there are changes, it can definitely lead to the possibility of it, uh, it upends, you know, work that has already been planned. But in this case, <clears throat> the beauty of it all is, even if we hadn't had the pandemic, which delayed the book, mm -hmm. Shadow Man was planned out, a, you know, a year before it was planned to come out originally. So, I mean, we've been working on this book for a couple of years. So the, the plan is well, under, you know, everybody knows what that plan is. And I feel like, the team is is still moving forward forward with what uh, I put together. Uh, yeah, but definitely, it, it it actually took me by surprise when I first started working on. Well, even when I was working on uh, Punk Mambo, uh, Valiant really works well ahead. They they aren't uh, they're never. I was never felt like I was running to play catch up because they were working so well ahead. You know of the schedule. No. Yeah, and that's really exciting to hear because honestly, when I saw Heather's going to IDW, I'm super excited for that. My first thought was Shadow Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm so hyped for this. Like, I, I hope it's still on track and doing well. Yeah, I think I think, uh, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I think the team there's going to do great things there. Um, and and I, just a question: I know we talked about future characters. Was there anybody that was off the table for you to play with? Um, when you say there may be some more people coming back in, let me think here. I don't remember. There's not been an instance where I've said, "Can we put this character in?" That I've been told no. So, uh, so no. Uh, it's been pretty. Uh, it's been pretty open, and and uh, like I said, we're doing some. Uh, you know, some of these characters are going to show up, and it's not going to be. <laughs> what you expect so there it's been uh it's been pretty open to 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 the inter to, it's been pretty open in terms of me using whatever characters i want to mm -hmm. and uh and uh and and then pretty open in terms of my uh my interpretation awesome and and i know you uh you associate with some valiant people like martin on the the bungalow at nerdy legion um how much Valiant have you gotten into um, before, prior to this or prior to Shadow Man in Punk Mambo? So, uh, you know, obviously I, I was working in a comic shop in the early days, the original run, you know, the original Valiant stuff. So I was familiar with all that. Um, when, um, when Matt Kent was working on a lot of Valiant stuff, Matt's, Matt's a good friend of mine. And uh, I, I really got into a lot of the stuff when he was, especially when he was writing it, because uh, he always had them at his studio. Even if I wasn't able to get them, he'd had stacks of these books at the studio, and I would uh, I dig into those there. Uh, and yeah, so I was so I was I got into it pretty heavily when Matt and uh, and and Jeff were working on the stuff. I was reading a lot of that. Um, so and then just to keep on top of things that are going on right now, just uh, anything that's that's coming out right now, I've been reading. Uh, even even stuff by Dennis Hopeless, which is just, <laughs> just, just, just an awful, awful pain to read any Dennis Hopeless material, but... <laughs> 
I think that's what we had in the chat. It said, somebody please have you take over EXO for Dennis. No. Look, <laughs> actually, I really like what Dennis is doing with EXO. As much as he's an awful, an awful monster of a human being. I like that. <laughs> awesome. So um, you mentioned uh, earlier uh, that you know you, uh, Valiant likes to play stuff like Well and Ahead. Um, that being the case, at the end of Punk Mambo, huge you know surprise twist like premium like when I'm not Jamon doesn't suck level. You know what I mean? So like, what are we gonna? Is there any plans for uh, like Punk Mambo Volume Two that we can <laughs> tell us about? I mean, obviously there's probably something in the ether. I feel like Greg's going to pop in again with a virtual <laughs> you, you, you blame that all on Adam. He's already posted a bunch of pictures of Punk Mamba. So, so, it's all so here's right. what I'll say. I'm not done with Punk Mamba. Nice. So. That's good to hear because that, that book was amazing. Yeah, it's hard not to say, you know, it's hard not to get so excited when we know you've done such great work on Punk Mambo and then this awesome Shadow Man series happens. And the, the two work really well together. That's kind of a no-brainer, too. And Colin Bunn attached. I mean, ah. <laughs> Yeah, I really, look, I really love the character Punk Mambo. I, I wasn't I wasn't sure when I took that series if I, if I, how much I would like the character. But, uh, but I just, you know, I fell in love. That's, it's, it's, she's such a great character. So, uh, you know, keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled. And, and yeah, anything that happened in the Punk Mambo series plays out across whatever I'm doing next it with her. So. That was a very good answer. Also, <laughs> I, I, I've been bothering since uh, Punk Mambo ended and the news came out that you were doing Shadow Man. I've been bothering like literally every, yes, like Heather, I'm very certain is ready to punch me in the face. Because I'm like, what are we gonna get the Shadow Man Punk Mambo crossover? Like, I know you're gonna do it. Just let it happen. You got Colin Bun. There's no way it's not gonna happen. You know, I, but I guess I can chill on that for a little bit now with that answer. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just uh, you know, stay tuned. I, I got you. I got you on this one. Nice. Yes. Awesome. Nice. All right. Keep going. And uh, so. What was I going to ask? You guys, go ahead. I, my question just escaped me. <laughs> I, I'm in Vegas. Things are happening. <laughs> it's a crazy time. Crazy now, time. Tell, tell us what's happening. You are breaking the rules of Vegas right now. <laughs> if, if I only heard tell you what I heard walking down the hall in the hotel the, uh, just a little while ago on the way over here. It was, yeah, that's not for YouTube. Vegas <laughs> uh, is a crazy place. Um, yeah, I, I'm just, I don't know. I can't say enough how much fun this issue was. Um, and, you know, finally getting this character back, getting to see the interaction with him and the Baron. Um, I'm really excited to see what we find out about that, um, that woman that was showing up near the end. Um, there's just there's just so much going on here, knowing you know what's going on with the blights, that there's a bigger story at play. It seems like there are a lot of moving pieces, um, and you know there's a lot more left to be revealed. So um, yeah, I, I'm just really excited to see really what the next issue brings and the one after that, and hope that we get a a long run um, and yeah, bring in the rest of the universe and um, yeah, I'm spin. excited for it too. There's some. Uh... You know, there, there were lots of little seeds planted in that first issue that, uh, you know, may or may not be uh, readily uh, obvious. So, yeah, that's super exciting. I, I'm so ready for it, really. I want to circle back a little bit to your time uh, when you were at the comic shop and you were kind of engaging with the, the original Valiant and what your time like has been now, because we're kind of at a family reunion here with all the Valiant podcasts. This is my second time being on it. It's awesome to be a part of such a, an awesome group of people who just love Valiant like this. But the Valiant fandom is so unique and so welcoming and one of the best fandoms I've really ever been a part of. So I wanted to see if you could talk a little bit about your experience with the Valiant fandom from the, the original era to what we see now. You know, it's a, uh... When I think back on it, I mean, I remember there being uh, a lot of excitement around Valiant when in that original era, but uh, 
I feel like the fan base now, I don't know, they either they appreciate it more or they're just, I mean, I, I remember having, when I wasn't working for Valiant, I remember having these conversations uh, with like Matt and, and saying, you know, these people love Valiant. I mean, they, you know, th these fans love these characters. Uh, and I just remember how uh, uh, almost uh, it was just a, I was just in awe of that, you know, is this uh, excitement over the, just, just in general, not just, uh, not just reading the books, not just, you know, following the characters because they followed them for, you know, 20 years or whatever, but just really getting into these characters and really loving those characters. Um, it, it just seemed like a different vibe to me, uh, just in general. And I don't remember that as much, but of course back, you got to keep in mind when I was working at the comic shop, I didn't have the internet. I mean, we had internet, but we didn't have like what it is now. It, you know, we didn't have these conversations taking place. The conversations were taking place in the comic shop and that's it. Um, so I remember there being excitement around the books, but I don't remember the, uh, sort of the fandom being so, uh, so into it, just really just, you know, I don't remember it being as, uh, um, you know, dare I say positive, you know, as it is, as it is now, yeah. well, and you, don't get that. you know, you can, you can get fans that just, uh, <laughs> You know, fans that just uh, just despise characters, and I, you know, and I've been in plenty of plenty of situations. I've been in panels, and I remember this guy saying, "You know, I've been reading this character for the last two hundred issues, and I hate them." I'm like, "Why are you still reading?" <laughs> um, so uh, keep, keep you know, buying, keep buying. <laughs> <sighs> And I want to put in the chat, guys, we have a Tony Moore uh, color print limited to 100 signed by Colin. So please put in the chat, uh, hashtag Shadow Man, and we'll get you guys in to win that. U.S. shipping only. Thank you, Valiant and Greg, for that. Appreciate it. Whoa. Are we, are we eligible for that? Let me get my kids in here to sign up. <laughs> I mean, I did put Shadow Man hashtag for myself too. So, <laughs> uh, all right, I gotta get everybody's name down. So there are actually a ton of awesome covers for Shadow Man number oh, one, and oh my God. Coming. Um, Do you have a favorite? Uh, it's tough to say favorite. There are some really cool ones. I can tell you which one I think is the creepiest. Ooh. Uh, the the Raza cover is insanely creepy. Uh, that's the one I think. I mean, I don't have them up here in front of me, but it's the one where there's like the mouse in the stomach or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's a really creepy cover. Yeah. Um, I, I really look. You get those. You know, whenever you get into a situation where there's just a lot of different covers, historically speaking, you're going to get one or two that's kind of doesn't doesn't really do much for for me but i do think that all of these covers were amazing i mean they were really cool covers um yeah. just really neat yeah I the last one's the most maybe the most disturbing creepy might be the wrong answer uh, most disturbing <laughs> is that raza cover yeah absolutely yeah. I, as soon as i saw the they were doing like the the movie homages where there's a there's an us one and then there's the halloween one i was like uh they're really leaning into horror and just little nods like that get me on board yeah i i really feel like all the covers that uh that i saw were uh were just were just awesome so yeah uh, i couldn't be happier with that and then our friends at a sound of thunder have their kickstarter started with their um homage to um what is that iron maiden so yes that the, was cool. the beast cover yeah yep. it's awesome yep. yeah uh, it's uh it's by uh it's it the artist is an artist who was one of the first artists i worked with at marvel way back when paul Pe paul pelletier uh he uh he worked with me on a book uh called fear itself the fearless way back when so it's neat to see him on this on this cover for sure yeah yeah, and, and that Kickstarter, I mean, it, it looks really cool. It's uh, yeah. People should check yeah. that out. 
But and then I just love the one that Martin you mentioned it first that uh, Crossroad Blues shirt on that. I think that's the A cover, right? Just yes, that is so. That 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 one is great. Like that is that one's even that's perfect A cover, and I just love that that callback to Crossroad Blues. So. Yep. Yeah, I like the. I really like the Kawabunga. They're doing a, a four like issue set, um, and I guess they can't release covers three and four yet because they might have little spoilers for what's inside. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those uh, those variants for three and four that uh, I've gotten sneak peeks of. Yeah, some of them are very are, are spoiler spoiler. <laughs> so speaking of music. Uh, was it like last week? I think it was. You dropped a playlist for Shadow Man. So, uh, could you tell us a little bit about how that, like, how that formulated? Like, was it <laughs> just stuff that you were just listening to while you were writing it, and you were like, "Jack would totally jam," or did you kind of have like, you know, like yes. was it like a preconceived kind of thing? To some, to some degree, it's stuff I listen to. Um, although I wouldn't say most of it is probably most of it's not stuff I was listening to because I can't. When I'm writing, I can't listen to anything with lyrics. I typically have to have no lyrics or I get too distracted. Um, but uh, I've been doing a lot of playlists lately for all of my books. And uh, my wife, who is, uh, she loves music the way I love comics. So my wife, uh, I, I gave her Shadow Man and I said, okay, you read this and you help me put together a playlist. So she usually takes first pass at it. She goes and she pulls in songs. She reads She reads the comics. She pulls in songs she thinks uh, fit in. And then she shows it to me and I add a few here and there if I had some very specific songs in mind. Um, but she always surprises me with the kind of stuff that she picks for uh, uh, for the for the book. It's, uh, but she she does a lot of the, the heavy lifting on those initially. Uh, we just we talk. It's it's almost like collaborating on a comic in general. We talk about what we're think. You know, we talk about what I have in mind. Then she goes and makes it better. So nice, nice. Uh, are you? Uh oh. Uh oh. They got him. They just got him. They just got him. Somebody call Troy. Ah oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. Right. I don't know if we got that, but I was asking if you knew if there's going to be any gaps in publication between arcs. Is it going to just run straight through? I, you know, don't I don't know. I think there probably will be some like uh, maybe skip months or whatever. But I'm not. A, don't hold me to that. Okay. I don't know what the what the plan is to be honest. We'll get that on Greg. Yeah. All oh, right. And we are going to put that out too. Again, guys, make sure you're putting hashtag Shadow Man in the chat so we can get you in there. Uh, we could run that here in just a moment. Um, got a good number of people, so that's awesome. So, all right. And any? Would you have? I loved your X Men that you did. I like your X Men Blue. Um, would you feel about doing a team up book like that? Something of a, a full team book for Valiant. For Valiant, yeah, no, I'd I'd love to. Uh, it it uh, it'd be a uh, it'd be interesting to see what uh, my take because I don't even know what my take on something like uh, you know Unity or whatever would be. Uh, but uh, it's it's one of those things I'd love to see what it looks like. You know, I'd love to make that happen. <laughs> Because I think I heard Martin say it. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Martin, but Unity Black? Like Unity, Unity Dark. Yeah, yeah there like you go. A, like a Justice League Dark. Now, yes. you about that, look, I got you. I got you. I'm all in. Uh, I'll send the pitch to that over tonight if someone wants it. So. <laughs> and let's, let's make it dark with a Q-U-E instead of a K. Oh, yeah. oh come on. <laughs> so that's confirmed. <laughs> and I'm getting my money out right now. <laughs> Coming in 2022. <laughs> That's right. Right. All right. All right, guys. So I'm going to do a run. I got a little. Uh, usually we do it the old school. We put the name in the hat. But this time I'm going to run off of a, a little spin the wheel. Got everybody's name in here. And, ooh, I just got one new name in there. So let me get that Patrick in there. Just perfect timing, Patrick. 
this is a awesome cover. I like this uh, Tony Moore cover. So let's tap to spin. I don't know if you can see it, but see it's it. somebody. The winner is Kellen Bunn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's kind of weird. It's the it says Facebook user because there was it doesn't say their name. So I'm gonna have to find out who you are. Facebook user that did the hashtag with the smile. You just won. Uh, message me on Facebook because uh, StreamYard's not showing your name. So uh, congratulations on whoever you are. Um, that rocks. That was me. That was me. It's Martin. Okay. Congratulations, Martin. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so let me know. We'll help Greg get that out to you guys. All right. And anything else? What else do you guys got? Let's let's uh can't like calling off this easy. <laughs> right. I mean, since we're here, I'm a I'm a pretty big horror buff. I, I Halloween is the time. That's like my end of year celebration, pretty much. Um yeah. what is some of the biggest horror influences you have that both comes into your writing and also sort of your personal enjoyment of the genre? Great question. Um, it's a you know it's a mix. I I like a lot of uh, you know before I was writing comics, I was really into uh, I was writing a lot of prose and submitting a lot of um, short stories to horror magazines. I was reading a lot of that stuff. And before I did that, I wanted to be a special effects makeup artist. So I was digging deep into um, you know horror movies and and the people who make horror movies. Uh, so if you, you know, if you go into, you know, fiction, people like uh, Thomas Ligotti is a influence, Joe Lansdale. Uh, if you go into movies, we're talking, you know, film, it's, you know, John Carpenter's a huge influence. Uh, Dave Cronenberg is a huge influence. I mean, you know, it's hard to say Stephen King's not an influence because I mean his stuff has been so prevalent and was such a big yeah. you know big part of the genre. Um, but you could, I could honestly, I could probably go uh, if I've sat down and really thought about it, I could go for uh, for days and days. I used to have a book. It's probably still. I used to have a book somewhere near my uh, my desk that was just a notebook full of what I considered my influences. And I would just write lists of things that I was like, Oh yeah, I'm influenced by these things. And I would list movies and music and artists and writers that, uh, uh, that I considered influence. I stopped keeping up with that book, but I think it's somewhere right up here near me. It's one of these books anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I could probably go for, for a long time uh naming naming influences i love that and honestly there is a bit of a cronenberg influence in shadow man number one with what was probably my favorite scene yeah uh, a lot of a lot of body distortion and some pretty gross <laughs> effects there <laughs> yeah it's uh, i could see that i actually i kind of felt like when i was working on shadow the first issue I felt was a little more uh, Clive Barker-esque. I thought there was a little more Clive Barker influence showing, um, which I'm, you know, I'm fine with. He Barker's a a, a big influence for me as well. So, uh, but I can I'll take a Cronenberg. I'll take Cronenberg. <laughs> Since we're um, already uh, tapping you to write a couple more books that we've already confirmed and decided are happening, I'm really um, glad I came on. I came on tonight because I didn't know yeah. how easy it was. for a while. <laughs> you got all, all three podcasts here. We are official, so. Right. <laughs> um, I was just curious. Um. Are there any, you know, other creators that you would, you know, really want to bring into the Valiant universe and work on another project with? Like, does anybody jump to mind that either has done Valiant or maybe hasn't done Valiant that you would, you know, want to um, collaborate with? Oh, Whether that be other writers, because we've seen great multiple writer team projects at Valiant, but or artists. Yeah, there are so many uh, artists I'd like to work with on, uh, you know, on Valiant. On Valiant projects, I'd like to see uh, Brian Hurt, who I've done, uh, you know, books like The Six Gun and The Damned. I think he he'd do a great, uh, he'd do something great with Valiant. Um, Layla Lays, who I'm doing a book with uh, right now, I think she yeah, uh, last book you'll ever read. She would do an amazing job on some Valiant. So there's some Valiant stuff I could just see her just 
just destroying in the very best way. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of other creators I'd love to see, uh, uh, come over and do some things for sure. Fair enough. Nice. And then what do you also have? Uh, is it bite-sized for you? Uh, a couple other books coming out as well. Well, bite size is out, coming out in trade. Okay. AWA that comes out in trade here in the next maybe couple of weeks, I think. Nice. And then yeah, I've got uh, I've got new books from uh, from in addition to Shadow Man, I've got some new aftershock stuff coming out. I've got some uh, I've got a new book from Boom coming out called Basilisk. Uh, so uh, I've got a ton of a ton of new books. Uh, it's gonna, it's being, uh, over the next, uh, 12, 12 to 16 months is gonna be very busy. So in terms of books coming out and if anybody wants to keep track of all that, check out the Twitter. We have a comic forecast here. Yeah. um, Follow it on, you know, if you follow me on Twitter or follow my newsletter or my website, you'll be able to keep track of all that stuff. Uh, because I'm I'm gonna have to blow that comics forecast up into two rows now I think because there's nice. so coming out now. That sounds like a good problem, right? Yeah, so, yeah, it's a good problem to have. Parasomnia looks amazing. That's one of the ones I'm the most excited for with the uh, Dark Horse. So, yes. So it's a, it's, a, it's gonna be a fun uh, a fun year. Just a uh, a lot of very different uh, very different books coming out that I think uh, people are really gonna get a kick out of. Absolutely. Yeah, I read that Phantom of the Skin, and that was that was sick, by the way. Uh, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, but I've also checked out, you know, like I've read like your X Men, um, Bite Size. I'm going to be pre-ordering. So you're mostly known for horror, but you do like a lot of different genres. Like, is does it ever feel like how do how do you how do you balance writing all of those different genres? Like, do you ever is any any one particular like horror has to be like riding a bike at this point, right? Well, so, well uh, <laughs> I definitely probably feel the most comfortable writing horror stuff. Um, but it's you know any of these things that I that I do, it's because I love you know I, I write them because I love those genres. You know I, you know I write superhero stuff because I love you know I grew up reading superheroes. You know I write uh, you know I write horror stuff because it's because uh, I'm messed up in some way. But, uh, but I like you know, and and I probably will always gravitate back towards horror. But but I like all these other genres just as much. And I especially like uh, with horror. I like that there are so many sort of subgenres that uh, I can play in. Yes, I'm glad you have a channel for something like that to get all of that stuff out because we'd be worried otherwise. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome, and. Uh, any other big events? Anything else you wanted to share with the viewers? Uh, where to find you? Where to follow you? I know you got the uh, like you mentioned the news list, uh, the mail list. That's awesome. Yeah, I think if you you know if you if you re- if you follow me on Twitter, it's just at Cullen Bun. That's the easiest way to get into to get to everything else. But yeah, I have a new newsletter that comes out that you can get to from there. I have a Discord server that you can get to from there. Uh, you know, I have uh, you know all sorts of things that to, can help you keep up with. Uh, the books that I have coming out and the different, uh, different nonsense I'm up to. Awesome. And we are plug in podcast too. And so, uh, I know you're on the nerdy Legion. Uh, so if you guys wanted to plug in the nerd, what you have there. Yeah. So, uh, my wife and I do a podcast called the bungalow, uh, that is just us talking about, uh, life and, uh, the fact that I'm into comics and, Godzilla and, <laughs> and and nonsense and, and horror and she's not into any of those things. So uh, it's a uh, it's how you balance that life. Uh, that's I, that's that's what I think of. I've, I've determined it. That's what it's about. It's it's uh it's just figuring out how you balance uh, two very different sets of interests. <laughs> that's awesome. Your wife is a national treasure, so. I agree. I yep. agree. Um, and I'm sure she agrees, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we do that. And like I said, you can get to any of that stuff, my, you know, from my website, which is Columbun.com or from my Twitter, which is, you know, at Columbun. Awesome. And I'll make sure on the replay of this guys that everybody will have a link for, uh, Valiant Central for Valiant Watch, uh, for everything 
the call-in links. We'll get that stuff in there for everybody. Um, but enough, I mean, you know, we got to get all the books, pre-order, make sure they're on your pool list. We want a long run. We all cry about it, so we need to do something about it. Um, and that's make sure everything's on your pool list. I can't say that enough. So uh, money talks and bullshit walks. So let's uh, <laughs> let's do it. So. Well, and just before I before I hop off, guys, uh, I want to thank everybody who who picked up the book. Everybody who has been uh, so supportive. You know, it's been a long time coming. You know, we expected. You know, the world the the world conspired against Shadow Man for a little bit, but uh, the the fact that so many people stuck with us and were so excited over the book, and and you know, got us to this point, and uh, just really, I can't thank thank you guys enough. Uh, it's a pleasure having you in the Valiant family. So, yeah. well, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for chatting with us and, and uh, listening to us. You know, go on about our thoughts about um, you know your work and um, Shadow Man and Valiant, and yeah, we're really happy to have had you. Well, I appreciate it. It was uh, it was fun to be here. All right, we definitely appreciate it so much, Colin. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. And everyone else, we want to thank everybody for else jumping on. Um, any parting words that you guys have for yourselves? Thank you all. Give Valiant. Thank everybody for joining. Like the Valiant family for being here together. This is what it's all about. And couldn't be happier to be a part of it. Yep. Support your local comic shop. Buy more comics. Uh, stay Valiant. And thanks for having us again, guys. Last year was a blast. This year was a blast. Here's to uh, hopefully. Yeah, let's do it again soon. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All right, everybody. I want to thank you all for jumping on. Hit like it. Subscribe on all of the channels, all that fun stuff that you do on YouTube's and the, the Facebooks and the Twitters. Uh, appreciate everybody. Later. Maybe later.